Hi, this is Amber. I'm a healer and a teacher based predominantly in London. And today's podcast is focused on sitting with our emotions. Um, It's a phrase that I think is used a fair bit. I certainly use it in my own practice. And I know that it was in the air when I was in, as I have been through my own healing journey of sitting with it or being with it when an emotion comes up. And clients will often say to me, what does that mean? And I didn't have a clue what that meant when I was starting out. So this uh, podcast is just a chance to to explain a little bit what that concept means to me. And it might assist some of you as you begin your journeys or maybe in the middle of your healing journeys right now. So how it works for me is um, when we are looking at addressing something in our lives, so we want to change a habit or we want to um, break a pattern of behavior or we want to heal something, um, a series of emotions will come up. And they will probably be uh, like a tier of emotions, as in it will be layers of emotions. So we might feel grief or anger, sadness, betrayal, uh, jealousy, uh, loathing, self-loathing, loathing of another. You know, the, 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 the usual gamut of emotions that we go through as human beings. And they may come at us or move through us in waves and are natural response when we're faced with something painful is to move away from it so you know we don't stick our hand in the fire for ages as it burns we move away from the thing that causes us pain so it's it's a very human reflex reaction to want to move away from what's causing us pain physically or emotionally so a painful emotion comes up and we don't want to look at it we want it to go away and often we will have it go away by ignoring it, distracting ourselves from it, telling ourselves it doesn't really exist, um, telling ourselves to snap out of it, or in, a, in an essence, deadening ourselves to the, to the emotion that may be flowing through us. So we'll find distraction in work or relationships or entertainment or another, and, and therefore not look at the very thing that's coming up for us. Uh, or we'll tell ourselves it's silly to feel these things and we should snap out of it and we'll reprimand ourselves. Or we'll rush through the process. So rather than honouring the fact that we're feeling sadness or anger or grief, we'll rush through it and say, well, come on, it's already been a day. You know, let's get it over and done with and let's move on to something else. And all these things really are not about sitting with it. And the 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 thing about sitting with it or being with an emotion is that it does go against our natural response and yet the only way to transform and transmute an emotion is to be with it before we can release it so there is a i mean i certainly feel that it's a it's a concept in shamanism and it was in my training and in my initiations is that we can't go to someone else and ask them to take something from us until we actually know what it is that we wish to release and we can't release something until we've owned it and by owning it that means knowing it completely and then loving it and accepting it the tendency in in our modern day fast culture in our takeaway culture is that we go to see a doctor and we ask for a pill to take it away or we go for alternative therapies we go to a massage therapist a reiki healer shamanic practitioner any one of these forms, modalities of healings, and we want the practitioner to take away our pain. So very often I meet people that come to me and they just want their pain gone, and that's completely understandable. We don't want to be in pain, and yet it can't be gone. Someone else can't take it from us. That's completely disempowering. It'll only come back again because we'll only get triggered again. 
Until we understand what it is that's triggering the pain in us, we can't release it. But when we understand what's beneath the pain, we understand the story beneath the pain, the trigger beneath the pain, then we can actually start the healing process. Then we can actually set ourselves free. The tendency is that we feel something, we get triggered. So we have an argument with someone, say, and we feel huge feelings of abandonment and rejection. And we want those feelings of abandonment and rejection gone. Now, either we're going to blame the other person and say, well, it's all their fault. If they hadn't said X, Y, and Z to me, I wouldn't be feeling this way. So I don't want that person in my life anymore. And we freeze people out of our lives. Sometimes that's healthy, sometimes not so. Or we say, I don't want to be feeling these feelings of rejection and abandonment. I'm going to go, I'm going to go and distract myself. And we busy ourselves with work. We, um, we distract ourselves with, this, with forms of addiction. Um, we, we distract ourselves with other people um, and we, we deaden those emotions in us. But they haven't gone away. They've just been deadened. They've just been suppressed. And there's a lot of energy that goes into suppressing those emotions. And so now we're not in full power. Now a lot of our energy is going to suppress something that we don't want to look at. And that's taking away vital life force that could be put towards the life that we want to lead, that could be put towards all those amazing things that we want to do, but we say we never have time to do or we never have the energy to do. Or we feel abandonment and rejection and we don't want to feel these feelings and we go to see a healer and we say, I'm feeling all these things, take it away from me. We go to see that massage therapist, that Reiki healer, that shamanic healer, that, you know, whatever healer it is. And we say, just take this away from me. And we go and have our massage, our healing. We feel a lot better. We go, that's great. I feel much better. Good. That's all gone. And a couple of months down the line, six months down the line, a year, six years down the line, something happens and we feel abandoned and rejected again. And the cycle starts all over again. Now, the way that we break that cycle is we actually look at what is it that's making us feel this way in a situation. And if we can change our response, we then can change our emotional vocabulary and we can change what's going on in us emotionally. And that gives us so much more power in our lives to know that we are not at the mercy of other people and events, that whatever happens, we will never lose our sense of equilibrium. We will never lose completely our sense of who we are, our sense of love, our sense of self-love. There can be moments when we feel, you know, that we're slightly off-centre, but we'll always be able to bring ourselves back to who we are. So sitting with it for me then is, let's use this same example. We have an argument with someone, we feel rejected, we feel abandoned. We now sit with those emotions, meaning we own them. Meaning we say, I feel rejected and abandoned. Okay, let's be with that. Being with it means not distracting ourselves and not going to another, asking them to take it away. Being with it just means owning it, owning the fact that those emotions are caused by us, not by another. And then, for me, the process is about uncovering why we feel those things. Now, everyone will have their own way of doing it, but how I tend to work in my healing practice is to ask, you know, when, when was the earliest time you felt that way? Because there will have been a time in your life, in one's life, when you felt abandoned or rejected for the very first time. And if that was never addressed, looked at, healed, loved, understood, then it's that that's being triggered again and again. And therefore it's the child in us, the, the younger aspect of us. So it could have happened when you were a child, a teenager, in your 20s, in your 30s. But it's that aspect of you that is responding to this situation right now, rather than the part of you that 
is perfectly rational and knows that having an argument with someone doesn't necessarily mean that you're being rejected or abandoned. And so often, you know, I will see this this um, battle with people that they break up with someone or they have an argument with someone or, you know, the, their boss is, isn't very nice to them one day. And they know that it's it feels irrational, it feels too big a response to be feeling devastated, to be feeling panic-stricken, to be feeling um, worthless for, for, for being reprimanded over an email. They know that it makes no logical sense to feel heartbroken because a text message wasn't responded to within a week or because, you know, a friend said they couldn't make it to their birthday. And yet the emotional response is so huge that, that there's no that it's hard to compute how the two can, to, can be coexisting. And the reason the emotional response is sometimes a lot bigger than the actual physical event or, uh, or occurrence that took place is because the physical event or occurrence is triggering something at a much deeper level. And it's triggering what I would call a core wound or a wound of some kind. So the work, therefore, is to say, right, I feel really abandoned and rejected. Okay, Let's just be with those feelings. So I'm not going to distract myself with TV or a drink or friends or, you know, whatever. I'm just going to be with it and, and let it move through me. Let that grief, that anger, that sadness move through me. The fear sometimes is that it will get stuck. We will get depressed. We will do something that we don't want to. But my my honest belief is that when, when we when we let it move through us, we allow it to be released. The only reason things get stuck is because we don't let them move through us. We hold on to them or we suppress them. Depression is suppression of emotion. So it's actually much healthier to be crying and releasing than it is to be ignoring and suppressing or distracting. So being with it means let it, let it move through me. If the rejection and abandonment means tears, means you know hitting a pillow, means going for a run and getting it out your system, means spending some quiet time out in nature, just to process it, that's absolutely fine. And then once the emotion has moved through you, so it's not so potent, it's not so hot, then the question to ask is, okay, looking at the situation logically, does it merit the emotional response that I've had? And so often it doesn't merit the emotional response. So often someone not returning a phone call or you know, cancelling an appointment or a boss telling you off over an email doesn't merit the deep emotional reservoir that is coming up to the surface. So if there isn't that correlation, the next question to ask ourselves is, when was the, when was the first time I felt rejected and abandoned? Now this can take some time to really, to really track that emotion but to really just be with that when was the first time I felt abandoned or rejected using this example it, it can apply to anything and to note that down I think journaling is a great exercise to journal first thing in the morning or last thing at night or both just to release our emotions so when was the first time once you know when the first time was you're getting really close to what your core wound is because actually then what is creating the response in you is not who you are, where you are right now. It's the first time that it happened to you, the age you were at, the person you were at, the person you were then. That's who's, 
who is responding to this situation now. So this is why we have that dichotomy where, you know, you can have someone who is holds down a very high powered job, owns a home, uh, has a very successful career, uh, you know, on the surface is living a very uh, together, gathered, professional adult life. And yet in a certain area of their life, they may be responding in a way that feels very childlike, that feels very exposing and raw. And it will often be because the core wound that is being triggered is a wound from childhood. Therefore, that's what is creating the response in the situation right now. So sitting with it allows one to let all those emotions come up, to get clarity on where this is coming from, and to really start to hone in on, okay, what is this wound in me and when did it start? And when you know that, you're so much better placed to start to address it. And that's when we go to another, if we can't remedy it ourselves. And very often we do need to go to another, because if it started at a young age, we're going to need someone else to just hold the space for us while we process those feelings from a young age that we never got a chance to process at a young age. That's when we go and see a healer and say, there's this thing in me that creates a repeated pattern of behavior. Please help me with it. And we have someone else hold the space for us, but we still have to do the processing, the clearing, the sitting with, the knowing, the understanding, so it can slowly be released. It's not just taken away from us. So that for me is what being with or sitting with really means. And it's such an invaluable process because what you're doing is coming into a deep knowing and a deep relationship with yourself and all aspects of yourself, which means the next time there is a trigger, the next time something happens and those feelings come up again and you feel, using the same example, rejected or abandoned again, you have a better understanding of where it comes from. So it it can, over time, we learn to lessen our reactive response. We learn to take a breath before between the event and our response and we learn to neutralize the emotions that come up and we learn to clear the emotions that come up quicker before they actually start to feel as if they are enveloping us. That's a lifelong journey and that's a beautiful journey to go on because it means that we are self it means that we are self-sufficient and we are not looking to be distracted and we are not looking to others to save or rescue us and that means being in our full power And that means being fully autonomous beings. And that's a beautiful place to be. So that for me is what sitting with it means. It's a process. But the first, the start of that process is is honouring the feelings that we are feeling. And I think for many people that's the hardest thing to do because our tendency is to just not want to go there. Is to blame another or just not go there or distract ourselves or reprimand ourselves. And I think we just need to have compassion with this. I think we just need to sit with the fact that, you know, on a given day, if something happens, we accept the fact that we feel angry, we feel sad, we feel fearful, we feel rejected, we feel ugly, we feel, you know, whatever it is. Accept it and then release it through you know, letting it come out. If we need to cry, you know, we cry. But we can also find really positive outlets of release, which often creativity is a wonderful way. So singing, dancing, painting, writing. But physical activity is really good. Running, sports, swimming, yoga, you know, anything that just gets us moving means that the energy is moving. That This is why creativity and physical movement is so important because 
we're just keeping it moving. So we're, we're knowing what that emotion is. We're honoring it. We're accepting it. We're loving it. We're not pushing it to one side. We're not judging it. We're not distracting ourselves from it. Then we're like helping it move through us. We're saying, okay, I love you. I get what you are. Now I'm going to help you move through me. So let's write you out. Let's paint you out. Let's sing you out. Let's dance you out. Let's run you out. Let's swim you out. That's what we're doing. And then we feel, when we feel that the the intensity, the sting of that emotion is lessened. We say, okay, now, before I distract myself again with life, let's see when was the first time that I ever felt an emotion like that and what was that about? And once we get clear on that, we can start to get really clear on what the sore spots are in us, what our wounds are. And then that's when we start our healing journey. That's when we start a process. And none of this has to be a massive ordeal. You know, none of it has to be something that we feel ashamed of. All of us will have wounds from various points in our life, and especially from childhood, because when we're children, we don't have the language, the capability necessarily to know how to move through painful experiences. If we're very lucky, we're born into a family where that's navigated for us and handled with complete perfection. But, you know, we're all human beings and we haven't all grown up in perfect families. So this is the work that we do as adults. We do this work so we can be more empowered, better human beings in the world, assisting others, bringing a a greater positivity into the world. And we do this so we can break patterns of behavior and, and be better parents to our children or to our grandchildren or to our nephews and nieces or to our godchildren to the to the next generation and and this is what you know evolution and evolving and being a responsible human being is about this is why we do this work we do it for ourselves but we also do it for the greater community because frankly we're not serving anyone if we are feeling triggered all the time or if we're not in our power or if we're wandering around wounded because if you think about it if we don't look at our wounds And someone comes up to us, you know, our boss comes up to us and says, I wasn't very happy with that email that you sent yesterday. And we get massively triggered because there's a wound in us that we haven't looked at. And and now we're feeling rejected and abandoned. And then we turn around and we shout at our secretary or our PA or we go home and shout at our, you know, loved ones or we hurt someone. Now our wounds are having a detrimental impact on another person. Or we're just, you know... We're thoughtless with someone or we say something hurtful to someone. We've now had a direct impact on someone else's life and they will have an impact on someone else's and someone else's and someone else's. And this is how we're all linked. And this is why we do the work. So we're not causing pain in the world. So what we bring into the world is joy and positivity and love in its truest sense, not in its, you know, um, its, its, its masquerading sense. Sitting with it, being with it is a process. Uh, it's a deeply empowering process. It's a process that we keep going through and hopefully it's a process that we can then pass on to others and assist them, whether it's our children or our friends or our lovers or those that are coming to our lives. So hopefully that's planted some seeds. Um, Maybe that's given you a new way to look at situations that may arise or have been arising in your life. Please do go onto the website if any of this resonates with you. The address is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org, all one word. There's meditations, podcasts, um, and other, other bits of information there that may resonate with you. And so until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.